course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I-, I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Facone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. Oh, my God! Is he the third man? He's the third man! What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Hal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What is up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined, as always... By my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Pacone, a Philly voice and Philly influencer. And you are listening to episode 228 of The Straight Shooters. And you might hear a little bit of a, um, maybe I don't want to say somber, but like just a, uh, you'll probably hear the fed upness in my voice <laughs> this on this here episode. Uh, because we're recording this on Thursday, February the 27th, and of course earlier today was Super Showdown, WWE's another installment of their Saudi Arabia shows. Now, I really don't like to watch Saudi Arabia shows because, you know, we've talked about this at length in the past. I don't really like to support those shows. But, so on top of, so that's one reason why I don't like to watch them. Also, don't like to watch, I didn't watch this particular show because it was at noon on a Thursday and I'm at work and I can't, just watch a whole wrestling show while I'm at work. So I haven't gone back to watch the whole show because I was following along on WWE's Twitter. Doesn't look like I miss much. But this main event is something we got to talk about because you're new. WWE, Universal Champion of the World, of the Galaxy, none other than William Goldberg. Better known as Bill Goldberg, obviously. And he defeated The Fiend to win the title for the second time. So, <laughs> it's almost laughable to think about how that happened. <laughs> I almost just want to laugh about it the whole hour. <laughs> think about that actually happened today in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> that we have 53-year-old Bill Goldberg and I think 40-some-odd-year-old Brock Lesnar as two world champions at WWE. Let me look up Brock Lesnar's age while I say that. He is 42, not 43 just yet. He'll be 43 in July. That's besides the point. They're combined like 95 years old, by the way. <laughs> and that's like quick math off the top of my head. But, I, could t- I could tell that this this really affected you. You didn't even ask how I was. I was getting to that. I just <laughs> wanted to set the stage. Because tonight is going to be, or this episode 228 is going to be a doozy. So let me get this out the way real quick. Uh, you can find us in wherever you listen to podcasts. So, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all the way up to SoundCloud and Spotify and iHeartRadio. Please 
rate, review, or subscribe to us on there, we greatly appreciate it. Give us five stars. Uh, that's not what the Goldberg Fiend match is going to get. That's not going to get five stars. It might not get any stars from any publication. But um, <laughs> please do that. Also, check out our website, Straight Shooters, or no, excuse me, ShootersRadio.com. See, this match got me all flustered. I don't even know. Oh, the name man. ShootersRadio.com. We can find all 227 prior episodes of the Straight Shooters. And, of course, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio, where you can subscribe to some exclusive content. Uh, please do so. Uh, we might dedicate a whole thing to, I don't know, something about this. I don't know. We might not. But it's just, man. But before we get into this nanny that was Goldberg versus Bray Wyatt, because, like I said, this is going to be a doozy, folks. A lot to talk about, a lot of layers to un, a lot of things to unpack about what that what happened there. Um, Nick, I got to check in with you. Uh, besides what happened at Saudi Arabia today, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? So if we completely take out professional wrestling from my mood, I'm doing great. I uh, I posted a 2.50 goals against average today at a floor <laughs> hockey tournament. Uh, at work, I was one of the steady goaltenders, if you will. Played in four games, one shutout. I am an all-star, baby. So I am riding high. This is like an you said like an adult league or something like that? No, no, not at all. Bunch of kids uh, for a good cause, raising money for our mentoring program. But man, I was spectacular, if you will. Um, maybe not so much the last game because I was kind of losing steam there a little bit, but. Uh, 2.50 goals against with with one shutout. <laughs> I'm I'm happy with that. So, if you were co- to compare yourself to a current or pr- past day goalie, who would you say that you would compare yourself to? Probably Dominic Hasek. Wow, he was shaking the goat. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him growing up. <laughs> you didn't waste any time. Like as soon as you like as soon as I finished answering. Asking the question, he was like, Dominic Hasek. <laughs> Only one of the best goaltenders of all time. That's my guy. That's my guy right there. Uh, not Ron Hextall, because uh, I'm, not, I'm not as uh, liberal with my feistiness as he was. But uh, I think uh, we, as I grew up watching uh, the NHL, Hasek would make all these ridiculously acrobatic saves and just kind of move his body every which way. And that's kind of how I do i just move my body every which way to try and stop the puck and uh that that's my style so i'll do flips i'll do whatever and uh to try to keep the puck out of the net so and i'll, I'll let in i'll let in an easy goal here and there but who, who doesn't i figured you might say a henrik lundquist maybe maybe yeah. even like i don't know i guess i mean you know, if you're going to compare yourself to a goalie might as well be one of the best of all time like right. yeah. either and if we're talking modern, modern day, uh, where you know we're we're talking about legends and Lundqvist was is still playing, but uh, modern day, uh, probably definitely whoever wins the Stanley Cup this year. Oh, okay, that's yeah. a easy, <laughs> that's an easy one. I mean, you want you're not gonna say Bob or nah. or Bob? I don't know who nah. the top goalies even are right now. I mean, like maybe Carter Hart because he's been kind of solid for the Flyers, but I am better on the road than Carter Hart is. Wow. Yes. Man, let's get up. 2.5 goals against, and he's already better than Carter Hart. Yep. I was the away goalie today. 
even though mm. I was at my place of work. So what you're saying is your Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur, Dominic Hasek, Grant Fuhr all rolled into one in this floor hockey thing. Uh, that's I, mean, that's, I mean, to say the least, yeah. All right. Well, here's the thing. That was a happy conversation we just had. Yes, very. That's the end of the happiness. <laughs> I'll let it just laugh out because Fawn makes me laugh too much. I, I listen <laughs> back to these podcasts and I'm like, damn, I laugh too much. So I apologize to the listeners if I laugh too much, but this is I will try to refrain this episode. No, oh, you can laugh. It's a it's a it's a funny situation. Like I said, you almost got to keep from laugh you laugh to keep from crying. I guess not really crying. It's not that serious, obviously. It's not that serious, obviously. You know, life goes on. A lot of, Here I go. Here I go. I'm like literally belly laughing. Very serious things going on in the world right now. This ain't nearly worth, you know, going crazy about or getting super emotional about. But, you know, wrestling fans, we're an emotional lot. Um, <laughs> um, I'll take you back to maybe about a year ago this time. when The last time Goldberg was in Saudi Arabia. That was about a year ago, maybe, was it? He had that match against the Undertaker. Yeah, it had to have been because he had to redeem. Had their like redeemer match at SummerSlam after WrestleMania, right? They right. Had it. They usually have it after WrestleMania. Yeah, but... so maybe you're right about that. But it was around this point. It's early 2019. He had that terrible yeah, match with the Undertaker. April, end of April. Yeah. And everybody was like, "Man, that was bad." And we came on this podcast. You can look it up on the archives. And we was like, "Yo, WWE, y'all got to stop relying on these old guys in these big match type of situations." Like. And here's the thing. When we said it a year ago, it was already a problem that had persisted for years until that point. That wasn't a new problem. Here we are a year later. WWE apparently didn't take heed to our advice. Unfortunate for them. Because cause I'm going to take you back to a couple weeks ago when we were talking about WrestleMania and you mentioned Atlanta. And that's not real. Then you'd mentioned Goldberg. And you put it out on Twitter today. And I was like, oh, no, they're going to have Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt. That'd be a huge mistake. Don't do that, WWE. At least get The Fiend to WrestleMania before you beat him. Because that's where you usually have your big monster heels lose. You know, that's like tradition. Andre the Giant lost at WrestleMania. King Kong Bundy lost at WrestleMania. Macho Man, you know, WrestleMania 5. You go to The Rock, mm-hmm. you know, WrestleMania 15. You go to Yokozuna, WrestleMania 10. You're big, and, and The Rock wasn't really a monster per se, but he was, you know, and neither was Macho Man, but they were the big, the number one heel in the promotion at that point. Uh, but, you know, Yokozuna and, and King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant, they definitely fall under the monster category, right? Mm-hmm. Sid, WrestleMania 13, I guess you could throw him in that category. But, like, mm-hmm. this is what, this is, this is what happens. This is how the story is usually told. You have, a, if you have a massive heel, or somebody that you want to be the massive heel, and you kind of get them kickstarted at you know halfway through the previous year at least, you kind of ride that wave until WrestleMania, right? The Fiend Bray Wyatt kind of fell into that category, and it's like, look, man, I'm not getting some losing. You got to lose at some point, but uh, just not to Goldberg because. You don't need another old guy beating one of your top stars again. And then here we are in Saudi Arabia, and it happened again. Yeah. <laughs> here we are again. And it's like, this is redundant. 
WWE. And on top of that, you can't even justify it with, like, when The Undertaker was on a streak and he was beating everybody left, right, and center. For one, The Undertaker, the Undertaker streak made money. It, it was the biggest draw at WrestleMania at that point. And the matches were classics. Like, he's putting on classics year in and year out. Yeah, he beat Batista when he was, like, in his prime. But, hey, the match is great, at least. Batista didn't look like a chump. He beat CM Punk when CM Punk was, you know, in his prime. The match was the best match on that night. You know, but with this, this wasn't even close to being a good match. And I did watch this match. <laughs> All right, I went yeah. back to watch this one. Yeah. Because I had to see what happened. I did, too, yep. Then I saw that jackhammer. I was like, man. This is tough. So that suplex. Ooh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. It's a suplex and Goldberg. And I don't, I'm not trying to like pile on Goldberg. Like he can't. He's not. He's not thirty he year old Bill Goldberg. Like right. yeah, yeah. I don't care how good a shape you keep yourself in. This is why Steve Austin never came back. Because no matter how good a shape you keep you keep yourself in, time will always catch up to you. Goldberg, I believe, is 53, and is for a 53-year-old, is in tremendous shape. He looks amazing. He looks He's in better shape than I am, but yeah, his body is too. still 53 <laughs> years old. So you lose a step here and there, and that's okay. It's, that's, just, that's his father time. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what, this is why Steve Austin never came back after he retired, because he didn't want to look like this. Steve Austin, he didn't have to come back because his legacy is cemented. He just didn't want to embarrass himself. He took way too much pride in his work. And I'm not saying Goldberg doesn't, but apparently not as much as Steve Austin, where he's he's going out there and he can't do certain things. And the same goes like The Undertaker and other guys. It's like, WWE, stop giving them this money because you know they're going to take it because it's big money. Why wouldn't you take it for like five minutes of work? But stop doing this. Because for one... They're not producing like how you want them to. They're not in in the ring. They're not really that big of a draw. Undertaker came back at Saudi Arabia, the Super Showdown thing. Did people really care that much? Is it really going to spike ratings? I mean, I doubt it. Probably not. You know, is it going to increase network subscriptions? Apparently not, because I saw a bunch of people saying on Twitter that they were canceling the subscriptions. Did it? Did it? Uh trend again cancel hashtag cancel network <laughs> but also saw is it going to spike ticket sales for wrestlemania well i know one person that ain't going his name <laughs> is called <Macaulay> Culkin. <laughs> when you sent me that i was cracking up he ain't going to wrestlemania he said on his twitter account today yes kevin McAllister himself all right rich let me find himself. this tweet i sent it to you let yeah. me find it in my text messages real quick Cola Colgan, verified. Said, I just canceled my ticket to Tampa Bay. He's not going to WrestleMania. He canceled his tickets, apparently. That's what he well, said. Okay. okay. That's what he said. Okay. Not for nothing. Are we sure he meant WrestleMania and not because Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay? Listen, don't do this right now. We got other <laughs> things. We got other things to talk about here. Don't do this whole Tampa Bay rant. I don't know what. What is your thing against Tampa Bay? I'm trying to look. I'm trying to go to Tampa Bay next year. Next February, I'm trying to be in Tampa, right? Oh, because I got you, yes. All right, so I got nothing against Tampa. Okay. I'm trying to be there. That's why I want to be there. For you, specifically, not for anyone else, not for any team or anything, I will 
not talk bad about Tampa Bay the rest of this episode. Okay. I'm pretty sure Nicole was looking forward to going to WrestleMania, but he, according to his tweet, which, you know, take it how you want it, could be lying, but I, for one, believe Macaulay Culkin. He seems to be an honest guy to me. <laughs> All right? You think a guy that took out the wet bandits who turned eventually into the sticky bandits would lie to you? Nah. <laughs> you all right there, Nick? Uh, oh, man. The references in this podcast are like amazing. Why are Side. we not millionaires? Remember when um, they were getting arrested in the first one? He's like, it's wet bandits. <laughs> W E C. He's spelling it out. <laughs> Shut up, Barf. Shut up, Barf. <laughs> Fantastic. I believe McCullough Coker, right? <laughs> uh, I stand. Vaughn Johnson. I was just going to say that. Vaughn Johnson stands with yeah. McCullough Coker. So. I mean, I get the sentiment, but like for 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 that, you know, like WWE does these things. They're known for doing these things, and yes, it's a it's a microcosm of a bigger problem, the fact that they continue doing these things. But I I, I think at this point we just should not be shocked when it happens. Yeah, the the fiend but... shouldn't have been given that program with Seth Rollins to begin with. We thought he he would at least be built to, and maybe eventually win the world title, but, and then he just got the world title and that was weird. But then we kind of got used to it. And then everyone convinced themselves that, okay, the fiend needs to be champion until WrestleMania. And then this happens. So I, and I think a lot of it is the whole, the the rumor surrounding it was Roman Reigns for, well, be the one to beat the fiend eventually. And that was fine. That's a good program. That's I, the build probably would have been pretty good because they've had a history and they could probably build off that. Who, who knows? Um, but apparently all it is, is putting Goldberg in place of the fiend in that fashion. You might have Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. <laughs> Which is, is Goldberg really that, a bigger name than Bray no, Wyatt at this point? Hell no. No one's going to buy thing. or watch WrestleMania based off that match. Goldberg, Goldberg, like, that's the thing. Let me let me rewind for a second. When Goldberg first came back, and I said this, I've said this multiple times. I said it on the podcast. When Goldberg first came back, I was all for it. I was like, yo, we haven't seen him in a while. Maybe I got caught up. Maybe my naivete was just overflowing in that. I thought that he would be a special attraction. He wouldn't be around that much. And he hasn't been around that much. But I figured, like, you know, I was a Goldberg fan growing up. I like Goldberg. So I wasn't going to hate on him coming back. And it was a new, I want to say a new face, but it was a of the nostalgia clan, I guess, from the Attitude Era, the nostalgia guys. He was the newest one. He was the freshest face of that group. And one of the bigger names out there that's not Steve Austin or The Rock. So I was like, I'm here for it. It's been a while since we saw the, the pyro and the entrance and the spears and the jackhammers. Like, yeah, that was fun back in the day. I'm here for it in small doses as an attraction. Not, I did not think he'd be out here winning championships, beating, forget Brock Lesnar, he beat Kevin Owens. He's beat, Dolph Ziggler's one thing, but like he beat The Fiend. Uh-oh, my dog oh, sh- They are pissed. My dog is upset. Look what you did, WWE. That, oh. We could get them on the pod. Put the mic up. It's just one dog. But my dog is upset ah. too. My dog. Come on, man. Big, 
it's not a big dog like Roman Reigns. It's a small dog, but she's upset. My point is, <laughs> and you mentioned Bray Wyatt has never really been in that feud with, the Seth, with Seth Rollins to begin with. That They booked themselves into a corner with that whole thing. Yeah. Messed up from the very beginning. Uh, and I was not super on board with The Fiend in the beginning. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I, I was, that. I feel like I was the only one that wasn't, like, going over the moon about it. Like, everybody else was when they first saw him. Like, people were losing their minds about Bray Wyatt. The hype beasts were out in full force when Fiend first started showing his coming around. Only because it was marginally creative. It was really just Bray Wyatt with a mask and different, and different entrance. But it was marginally creative, and people are so we're so desperate for anything remotely creative on WWE that we'll take. It's like when you're if you're starving, if you have no food access to food, and somebody gives you a cracker, a saltine cracker, like Eddie Murphy said, you get this is the best cracker you ever had in your life, <laughs> right? This is what Bray Wyatt was the saltine cracker that well that's that that doesn't sound all 100% right. He was that piece of food that we hadn't had in a while. I should say. And it was like, this is great food. So that's why people liked it. I was like, ah, you know, it's all right. It's not really my thing. But even as I still recognize that, like, they were trying to really build him up and give him a significant push. And they were sticking to it. He didn't lose. He rarely even sold. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I'm like, all right, look, they're giving it, they're doing it, they're going all the way with this. All right, do the right thing then. Like, stick to your guns, do your thing. I'm not like hugely crazy about it, but whatever. Like, it's better than just seeing Brock Lesnar or Goldberg beat everybody again. And yet here we are. But even I was like, y'all got to get him to at least WrestleMania before you beat him. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it, but people like it. And you're doing all this stuff. You invested so much time and effort. With the matches and the lighting and the Firefly Fun Houses and the entrances and the belt. Like all this yeah. stuff. Like all this stuff they put into it. Just for Goldberg to come in, in five minutes, step all over it. For really, like, for what exactly? <laughs> this is like, to me, this is different than the Kofi Kingston situation because Kofi had the belt for six months. He was a clear underdog to Brock Lesnar. Everybody loses to Brock Lesnar that way. Really no different from what happened to Ricochet today. Like, throw him around for five minutes and, and just the end of the match. But Kofi wasn't built up to be this monster. He was Kofi Kingston. You know, he had a good run. He won a bunch of title defenses. He had to lose at some point. If you're going against Brock Lesnar, this is what it is. This had to be that way with Goldberg. Especially when you got this fiend thing that you people have hit with, like, sledgehammers and chainsaws. And, and it didn't phase him. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> when you hit him with four spears, Goldberg isn't as strong. He's a human being, just like everybody else. I don't understand how you could do that. Like, Seth Rollins hit him with, like, a toolbox. <laughs> like, like, and yeah. it still didn't stop him. I, do, I don't understand how to, why you do that. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense at all to me. It just doesn't. And it, it, it just... It just, it just other problem, it, so this, and this in a vacuum is bad, but it really compounds when you think about, well, if you make the argument that Goldberg is a bigger star, well, there's a reason why he's a bigger star, because every time he comes through, he tears through everybody, that's a current guy, and you make the current guys look like a bunch of chumps compared to the past generation. Yes, 
We like the Attitude Era. Yes, we like the Monday Night War. But I also want to watch, I want to like these guys that I'm watching every week and spending five hours of my week. Well, I'm not spending five hours of my week because I'm not sitting through three hours of Raw and then two hours of SmackDown. But feasibly, most people, if you're watching Raw and SmackDown, you're spending five hours of your week watching these people. You're investing your time just for somebody from 20 years ago to come in and chop them in, and, and chop them in half in no time? What am I watching for? Like, what's the point? I might as well just watch from War Rumble on. I'm I'm not watching any other point of the year because none of that matters. Because the the older and it's been happening for years. This isn't a new issue. Undertaker swoops right in, kills everybody, and leaves. And 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 that's that's backwards. That's so backwards from not just wrestling logic because Steve Austin wasn't losing to Bob Backlund back in the day. But even when Bob Backlund did win a championship, he was crazy. So it kind of fit that he would kind of somehow win. And they only put the belt on him so they could put the belt on Diesel. And Diesel beat him in like 10 seconds. And they created another star with Diesel. Just like that. Ta-da! <laughs> like, you know, Brett lost to the back one so he can get to Diesel. And they ran with Diesel. So even then, they parlayed to another person. Which I, I know they're going to do with Roman Reigns. But it ain't like Roman Reigns needs the rub. Did Roman Reigns need the rub? How many times has he made an event at WrestleMania? <laughs> like, what? Four, you, at least. You don't need the rub. Diesel needed the rub. That was, he hadn't been on top yet. That's totally different. Why? It's like, why? where did they lose their way? Like, that made sense back then. It doesn't make sense now. And then, so from a wrestling standpoint, it doesn't make sense. But just from, like, a sports standpoint, it it makes even less sense. How many athletes are in their, are, are at the top of the game in their 50s? None. <laughs> Sports are a young person's it's this young person's thing. But you got NFL players who looked at as old when they're 30. When they hit 30, people they, people look at them like, ooh, I don't know about him now. He old. And they quick they are quick to replace that person with a 21-year-old who's younger and more athletic and don't have to wear and tear quite yet. Like that happens all the time, not just in football, but in every sport. It's a young person's thing. It's a young person's business. Except WWE. <laughs> if you are over the age of 50, you can be the world champion, which means you are the best in the world. That is embarrassing to me. That's bad. That's like LeBron James losing to Michael Jordan today. <laughs> like Michael Jordan, 50-some-odd years old beating the pants off of LeBron. That would not happen because athletes are bigger, stronger, faster than what they were 20 years ago. It doesn't even make sense scientifically, anatomically, physically that somebody from 20 years ago who's 53 years old is beating someone in their late 20s, early 30s who feasibly is... Now, Brock Lesnar's an exception because he's a freak of nature. And I guess Goldberg could be to a certain extent, but like even still, this guy's supposed to be bigger, stronger, faster. It shouldn't happen that way. At least... These guys should struggle to beat the current guys because they're younger and more in shape. And they're not even telling that story. They're not telling the story of the grizzled vet who's still trying to show he's got it. But he's, man, these young guys, they're really good. And they're giving him everything he's got. They're giving him a run for his money. But he's still got one, you know, big trick up his sleeve. And the old guy still got it. That's a story that's told in how many movies and how many areas of entertainment. Like, that's told everywhere. The old grizzled vet, he still got it. But the, you saw, you see Rocky. That happened in Rocky. 
what was it, Rocky Balboa, the movie, the one that came out like in 2003, 2004? 2006, yeah. I went Stuff to the like theater. That. Loved it. When he was the old grizzled vet and he couldn't hang no more and he had to prove that he could still hang. He didn't beat the daylights out of the guy. <laughs> the guy beat the daylights out of him and he found a way. But it's backwards in WWE. The old guy is really the best and he kills the new guys. It's like, what? <laughs> and they sit there and wonder why no one wants to watch the new guys. Because you make them look like suckers every chance you get <laughs> against the older guys. Like, this is backwards. Make your current guys the top people. And I know they're going to try to do it with Roman Reigns. But there's other people besides Roman Reigns you could do this with. Like, hello, The Fiend. <laughs> you been they were, stuff with yeah, Fiend? they were. Oh, I, I'm oh, not even a Fiend right. guy that, like that. It doesn't make any sense. You invested all this time. Oh, man. It doesn't make any sense, man. I think you're you're dead on. I think wasn't thrilled with giving Wyatt the title so quickly, but uh, if if they were gonna do it, you you do it the way you do it. You you make Roman Reigns back in the main event, back as champion, and then you go from there. Uh, this is why and we've talked. I mean, we've have a, we have a lot of episodes on this podcast feed, and we've talked in many of them about the creative failures of WWE and their inability to, cre- to create new stars. And this is a prime example where if all you had to do was have Bray Wyatt beat the fiend and that match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, if that's the match becomes even more important because then when Roman Reigns beats Bray Wyatt, it's even bigger, but you don't have Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt just so you can have Goldberg versus Reigns thinking that that's going to be a better fit than Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. I mean, and I'm not saying uh, nothing's confirmed yet, but that's where we, we think they're going the direction we think they're taking. And that's the reason why there are no stars in WWE. There are none. Their part-timers are the stars because they keep bringing them back, putting them over, giving them the titles, uh, even if it's for a short period of time. Because uh, if when Roman, if Roman Reigns is eventually champion again, okay, he beat Goldberg. That's not a big deal anymore. It's really no, not. it's really not. Because no one cares enough to make it. it no one cares enough that for it to be a big deal. I mean, who are you really catering to? The, the diehard fans don't care. They don't really want to see Goldberg in 2020. There's nothing against Goldberg. This is someone from a person that is a. I'm a Goldberg fan. Like I really like Goldberg. I think he's he seems like a good guy away from the ring. He's done a lot of charity charitable you know endeavors and stuff like that. I like I have no issue with him personally. It's just that do I want to see 55 year old Michael Jordan or 25 year old Michael Jordan? I want to see 25 year old Michael Jordan. I can watch that on YouTube or anywhere else, but I don't want to see Michael Jordan today not be as good. I don't want to see he's not as what he used to be. That's just it. This is just a way of this is how life is. I understand this is like these are fixed outcomes, you know, predetermined. You can choreograph how you want this stuff to go, but even when it's choreographed, you can it's, it's obvious is these guys aren't as good as they used to be. They can't quite get it done like they used to. And maybe they hear maybe they hear people like me say it and they get motivated and try to do it and try to prove us wrong. But look, man, it's not me really. It's really Father Tom. Think of Father Tom. That's the person you really gotta be mad at. <laughs> All right, because it ain't me. I didn't beat up your body for all those years. I didn't make you 54 or 53. That's just how life is. 
I'm 31. I slow down. I'm slow to step here and there. Like you get old sometimes. Like this is how it is. You step aside. It made plenty of money. I, but these young guys run. I don't run like the young gazelles that they are. The young stallions that they are. <laughs> run it's with like, us. But they run a little bit. They get somewhere and they didn't run into the brick wall called the attitude there every time. <laughs> like for what though? Where is the payoff? I, I can see if you can point to me where the immediate payoff is, whether there's a spike in ratings or merchandise, ticket sales, and you can point to the social media reaction and be like, that's just a small minority. You can't buy into all that because look at this. That's yeah, not what's happening. They always go for the here and now, and they're not thinking critically about the long term, and that's right. it's, what it boils down to. It's incredibly short-sighted, like you just said. And there's a reason why the stuff is down. It ain't because, oh, man, these guys aren't getting it done. You don't let them get it done. And there's a reason why there's that spike again. When If there, if there is a spike, which I don't think there is, because everything continually drops off for WWE, whether it's ratings or ticket sales or whatever. If there is a spike, it's because we don't care to see these other guys. You don't make them feel like stars. There's no one in WWE right now that you got to see every Monday or Friday night. That you have to go out of your way to see. You have to go out of your way to see. Instead, they're going to bring back John Cena, who's probably going to get attacked by Bray Wyatt randomly, just like he did before. <laughs> just like what Bray Wyatt would do before. Before he became the Fiend, he would just randomly attack somebody, and that's what started a feud. Instead of leaving the title, and if you're going to do that, fine. Leave the title on Bray and have him and Cena go at it again, because that's what happened before. That's me 30. Have Cena go, go against the Fiend for his 17th world title. You have this unstoppable monster well, just versus history. And you can still have Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, Spear versus Spear, whatever. That's, that's still a thing. You can even do John Cena versus Goldberg. You could, I guess. I mean, I don't really care to see that, honestly. Because Goldberg, <laughs> well, honestly, because I feel like Cena is, he's capable of having. I mean, I guess you could say that about Bray Wyatt too, or anybody. But it would, it would, the names would be more synonymous with each other, I think, because they're kind of closer in where they when they were together in WWE. You know, they were there at the same time, at least. You know, but I just uh, feel like Cena is capable of having a really good match with somebody not named Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) What about Beverly Goldberg from? I just wouldn't want to have Goldberg's. I mean, Cena's talent. And I haven't seen him wrestle in a couple of years, obviously, because he hasn't wrestled in a while. But, like, he's capable. He's still capable. Cena's out. He, he can go out there and, and tear the house down with the right person, obviously. I mean, he did get squashed I, last year. Was that last year or was that two years ago when it was The Undertaker? That was two years ago now. It's two years ago? Yeah, it's 2018, man. Holy crap. Exactly. What did he do last year? Nothing? He didn't do nothing. I thought, okay. No, he came out as the Doctor of Thugonomics, I think, right? And he attacked uh, and he fought uh, Yeah. Uh, Man, gosh. that seemed like eons oh, ago. Wow. Seemed like I eons forgot about ago. See, there's so much content, I forget things that yeah. have happened. And that never used to happen before. Even as early as like 2010, I, like, I was remembering things that happened. I was like a trivia machine. And damn, now I'm like mad at myself that I did totally forgot about that. Especially with WrestleMania. And that's a that's a product of just all the content that 
they have and like I'm trying to catch up on so I know what I'm talking about on this podcast and you know tr- trying to keep up to date and it's just too much man it's I'm, it, it's a burnout factor too for people that just covered this business but um, they don't make it any better when they start putting the title on the likes of Goldberg twice in three years when he's in his 50s uh, th- like in 2017 at least that led to a fairly entertaining Goldberg Lesnar program now at least it was entertaining, but now, right but, here and now, I don't know about the nostalgia. That. Like I said, nostalgia is the thing that runs out fast. Like yeah. it, it, it's there in the beginning when I, you know, 2016, I was here for it. Like I was caught up. Like I was swept up in it. I'll yeah, squash, the squash the Survivor Series. <laughs> right, but like you can't go back to that nostalgia well over and over. It wears off. It is yeah. it as that law of diminishing returns. You can't just keep running that back again. You know, every, like, it's like if a team wore throwbacks every night. That's just your normal uniform now. Right? It's not a yeah. throwback anymore. You know what I'm saying? If you wear it once or twice a year, it's more special. So it's like, oh, look at these. But even like even then, like, if you do it every year, it's like it's still, it still it loses its luster because I've seen it so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's that all dimension in terms. We've seen it with the nostalgia. Okay, that's fine. That's cool. That's great for like the one or two times. But like, if, and if they do come back, come back with the purpose of getting someone over and not winning championships and main eventing these shows and not just main eventing these shows, but like walking in as a champ. <laughs> what? <laughs> and beating guys in five minutes that you've been building for six months. And like, it's just Brock beating Ricochet is different because Brock is born is already the champion. He's he's probably wrestled more matches in 2019, 2020. He has since he came back to WWE in 2012. But like, it's just I, I don't understand. Ricochet has been built up to the level that the Fiend was, obviously. So it's just yeah. it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Undertaker, he's probably gonna go against AJ Styles. He just walks out of nowhere and beats AJ Styles. Didn't even take off his hat. Beat up AJ Styles and pinned him. I sincerely hope AJ Styles gets his win back at WrestleMania. No guarantees though, because it's WWE. If you over fifty, you might win everything. Beat him uh, twice. Lesnar AJ, AJ, and Reigns. AJ's not even young. He's over forty, oh, yeah. but he's a he's a he's essentially part of this current generation because he he didn't wrestle for WWE twenty five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's by default in this current generation of guys that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> oh, but he's not in this current generation of guys that you're trying to make stars today. Like you're trying to get to a wider audience. You're trying to get to a Goldberg level. You're trying to get to an Undertaker level, a, a Brock Lesnar level, of guys that do ring bells when it comes to the mainstream. Even with that said, you can have Goldberg out there, an Undertaker out there, a Brock out there. Will that matter to anybody else but wrestling fans in 2020? No. It's proven. Because we've seen it done over and over again. We can look at it and be like, yeah, people don't care. And then on top of that, the first thing that people ask, and I've been saying this for years, is how old are they? They still wrestling? Wow, they still are. I remember I was in the airport on my way to New Orleans. I was in Charlotte Airport at a bar and the bartender was like, I forget how we got into like wrestling and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, Kane, he still wrestles every now and then. He's like, what? 
Kane still wrestles like blew him away, and it probably should blow you away if a guy that's north of fifty is still out there busting his tail, especially one that's a mayor of Knox County. That's even crazier, but that's just not normal in normal sports. I know wrestling is different, but like it doesn't compute to people who don't watch wrestling. You probably shouldn't do it because that's what you're trying to garner. That's what you're trying to get back. That's what this is catering to. It's not just catering to us. It's catering to the wider audience of people who probably don't who watch wrestling, don't watch anymore, or people who know the name The Undertaker, know the name Brock Lesnar, and like, oh yeah, I know them. I might watch that. That's who they're trying to get. But they're gonna be like, who? What? They? How old? That's that's just a Google search away. And no matter how much photoshopping you can do on those graphics and stuff like that, those photos they put up. When they in the ring, they look how old they look. Like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's how they look. You just you gotta put like an MVP suit on them or something like that that covers the entire upper body and like shorts. I don't. The, the graphic has like the beard like dyed like the Goldberg beard is like dyed yeah. brown, yeah. but he's yep. clearly not. He doesn't look <laughs> like that in 2020. Yeah. Why y'all? doing this i don't i don't understand man it's just it doesn't make any sense i don't want to see it'd be like if i don't know who, dominique wilkins is trying to play basketball today and you can tell he just can't get it done he's not gonna be dunking on people today goldberg essentially just dunked on bray wyatt let them land dominique wilkins ain't dunking on rudy gobert <laughs> like he ain't dunking on mb He's an older gentleman. He, he's retired. He's done. He's, 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 he's been there, done that. It's time for the newer guys to take over. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, man. I'm just, I don't know. I'm at a loss for words at this point. I'm very wired. I'm, I guess can bounce back, but it feels like he's going to revert back to being the sucker he was before he went away and came back as a fiend. You're coming out with a with an apron on. <laughs> Did you watch like the end end, or just like after the pinfall you turned it off? Uh, I think I turned it off. I turned it off after the uh, the pinfall. It was just what, what so am I going to? They had Bray like stalk Goldberg and everything like that, and uh, do the lights and everything. But then I, th- they might have had an interaction or back and forth, and then the lights went out again. And Bray Wyatt was gone when they came back on. Oh, my God. So that was it. That was it. And then they teased on commentary. They were like, if Goldberg uh, is the champion now, you think he'll show up tomorrow night on SmackDown? (laughs) So they teased the SmackDown for tomorrow night, uh, Goldberg showing up with the Universal title. And then Corey Graves said something like, he better. There's no part-time champion here on SmackDown. So. Yes, there is, fam. <laughs> Why would Corey Graves say that? Because he, he's Corey Graves, man. You know, full well, that's he what it's going to be. Yes, it will. If they want it to happen, it will happen, fam. Like, come on, man. Come on. You know it's going to happen. I love, uh, side note, that trophy that the Undertaker got looks like the Aggro Crag from Nickelodeon Guts. You remember that, Craig? Yeah, man. I've always wanted a piece of that rock. It was great. I think well, I can buy the Agro Craig. Let me look that up real quick. I think we did this. I'm having days. I've done this. Did we not do this? 
Admiral Craig. I used, I used to have dreams uh, when I would watch it and be like, that would look cool as hell in my room. But I want to buy that. What can I get an Admiral Craig at? They got the Etsy thing called Etsy. You got Admiral Craig keychains. I don't want no Admiral Craig keychain, man. I want the real thing. There's got to be somewhere you can buy the Admiral Craig. I'm looking this up right now. This is important to me. This is more important to me than Goldberg. Even though I just spent like the last half hour talking about it. Is there any uh? Any I listings? can't find it. I'm going to Amazon. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon. <laughs> you can find everything on Amazon. Find everything on Amazon. This is what I'm spending the show on right now. Remember the super aggro, the super aggro Craig? Yeah. The aggro Let's Craig see. trophy, fam. That's what I want. Yes, Amazon. That's what I want. What you got for me? They got t-shirts. I don't want a t-shirt. I want the actual trophy. Did that's I tell you what? As for Halloween, as Legends of the Hidden Temple for Halloween? No. Yeah, we, we, me and my girlfriend, we were the purple parrots. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'll look this up in my own time. Well, so there's a BuzzFeed article from 2012. That's a long time ago, man. There's, there was one on eBay. It's $1,500. Good I lord, that's a lot of money. Someone was selling it. I guess someone who won it. Maybe. But it was free shipping, so. It better be. <laughs> <laughs> they have the metal with it and everything. I thought those metals were cool, too. They have the Guts logo, yeah, gold, cool. and silver, and... Bronze or something. I think me and my girlfriend are going to do Nickelodeon Guts next year. Do it. Yeah, we That'd might be awesome. go through Nickelodeon shows. Double Dare, Wild and Crazy Kids, the whole Nickelodeon Gambit. Uh-huh. Figure it out. All that stuff. Nick, Nick Arcade, if we can do that. you know. Uh-huh. Um, <sighs> what else is there to talk about? We're, we're, this is what WWE's done to us. We're yeah, we're stir crazy, man. To nine months in the future, <laughs> eight months in the future, because we just don't want to think about Goldberg as Universal Champion in 2020, you know? And it seemingly coming out of nowhere, where it was just like two weeks ago where he was supposed to show up on SmackDown. No one knew like what he was going to say. There were no reports out there. And then, boom, like he has that interaction with Bray Wyatt. We're like, oh, here we go. And I knew it was kind of for Super Showdown, but I didn't think they were going to put the title on him at the time. And then uh, after a few days, I was like, oh, there's no doubt in my mind they were going to do that. I, w- I would actually have been surprised if they didn't do that, even if it was like a DQ or something like that. So there is still Elimination Chamber before WrestleMania, and that is in Philly, but it's hard for me to to buy that there's going to be another change <laughs> at that point. And why would you put it on Goldberg now just to take it off him in Philly? I don't get that logic. But again, it's WWE. There is no logic to get. Here's the craziest thing of it all. As much as I'm ragging on WWE right now, I'm going to give them more of my money for Elimination Chamber because my daughter (laughs) wants to go. He's been begging me and begging me to go. And it's like, man, all right. Because she's not a mark like us. She's just a kid who <laughs> likes wrestling. God bless her. And she's just happy to watch the, the, the event. She likes the fireworks and the lights and the action. 
And maybe we just get too caught up into it. Yeah, Goldberg shows up and she goes, "Yeah!" You just have to sit there and like, man, and you gotta cheer with her. Don't let them, don't let them poison your mind. See, I gotta turn into like Hotep wrestling fan. See, you gotta read between the lines. See, this is what they want you to cheer for, but in reality, you gotta cheer for that evil guy with the mask. (laughs) I don't know. That would that would be hilarious to watch. She so try to convince her to cheer for Bray Wyatt. <laughs> That's what they want you to think, young sister. This is what they want you to think. All right, I'm done with my Hotep stuff right now. Hotep wrestling fan. <laughs> That's actually, that's actually a really funny character that I think about. That's like a sketch, a sketch comedy show. Hotep wrestling fan is always like pointing now out the conspiracies and pro don't don't start with my don't don't steal my idea internet land even though you probably will <laughs> but hotep wrestling fan I'm gonna, I'm gonna workshop this and really put this all together please, please. uh fortunately well we are looking forward to yeah fortunately in <laughs> today's world of pro wrestling wwe isn't the only place to watch a top level promotion because if that was the case, man, that would suck. <laughs> uh, you don't have to tolerate WWE because AEW is out there and they're doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, that's just the, the that's just it. They're they're do, really doing a good job out there on, on TNT every Wednesday night. And this weekend, Saturday to be exact, they have a pay per view. WWE, not WWE. <laughs> good lord, they have really screwed us. I don't even know what to say anymore. AEW Revolution is this Saturday. And it's a massive card they got going there. With the main event, of course, being Chris Jericho, Le Champion. (laughs) The pain maker going against Jon Moxley. (laughs) You know, it's funny. WWE's, like, insistence on putting the older guys over has like directly affected WWE AEW in a way because because <laughs> guys like John Moxley and Cody Rhodes guys who probably should have been at the top of the card in WWE they weren't so they went to AEW but they're not like massive names to the mainstream so who does AEW is forced to put a 47 year old guy on top as a champion in order to kind of get that initial like credibility because Chris Jericho has it and you know it's a smart decision it's just that they're forced to do that because guys like John Moxley and Cody Rhodes aren't known to the masses not nearly as much as Chris Jericho it's like that you know one affected the other somehow it's funny how that happened it is and luckily for AEW Jericho is known for reinventing himself now and he's been as entertaining as possible whereas Brock Lesnar has Paul Heyman, and he he's entertaining to me with the way he is. But um, now we got Goldberg at, at the top, who uh, definitely can't compare to Lesnar or Jericho at this point of his career. And Jericho's going to lose to John Moxley, I think. Really? So, yeah, that's my prediction. Uh, huh. By the way, um, wow. I, we Jericho doesn't Jericho doesn't kill people. Number one, and he's put people over plenty of times in his career. And including, I think, coming up this Saturday with the AEW Championship, I believe John Moxley will be your next 
AW World Heavyweight Champion. But you disagree. Uh, I mean, now that I think about it, I maybe I don't. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm thinking like with Jericho on this role, if you take the title off him, where does he go from there? He doesn't have. He's not the same character. Like, because you wouldn't be able to take anything he says seriously anymore. Like, it's not like like he doesn't have oh. to. AEW is more of a traditional wrestling promotion, so we look at it in a different, different, like viewpoint I, I at least i do then wwe so you can't just say oh jericho does i mean jericho obviously doesn't need the belt but at this point you have the young guys surrounding him in the inner circle that i think he means more to them and elevating them when he has the title than he does without the title and i don't see john moxley winning it just yet and then just going through the inner circle um which probably would be the logical progression and then kind of wipe out all those young guys. So I just kind of don't see that happening unless AEW's ready to make another hot debut. Someone's going to debut Saturday night. I don't know. And maybe whoever that is and Moxley go at it. But um, you still have a lot out there that Jericho could do as champion to kind of, I, I don't think you're, you're there yet from where you, you feel com- comfortable moving the title to John Moxley just yet. But, that's kind of where I'm at. It wouldn't really surprise me because John Moxley is more than deserving of a world title um, and carrying the torch of that company at this point. And uh, but my prediction right now, I think Jericho will retain in some manner and will walk out as champion. Um, and maybe until their next pay per view, maybe there's a stipulation match in the future because I I don't really think there's a stipulation. I think it's just kind of like a regular one-on-one match so they they have some options they could work with in that one yeah that's true but jericho i mean you said like who's going to take what he says seriously if he loses well he's a heel so i think he can get away with if people don't take him seriously like from the standpoint if he's lying you know if he's making stuff up he can do that because he's a heel and heels can lie and you know Ric Flair lost one night. Next night he says, you know, you know, it was a fluke. This happened. That happened. And you're like, oh, whatever. You lost fair and square. That's what you do as a, uh, you know, a, a wrestling fan. You know, you boo the bad guy and he lies. And that's why I don't know where specifically he goes. But get it. I just don't think I think once Jericho loses the title, you don't put it back on him. So that's why I think it might be a little too early because you could still use some of that mileage from that character until he finally loses the title. And then I think you, you just don't put it back on him no matter what he does. He could still be involved in the main event, but he just doesn't become champion again after he loses it. Um, I mean, that to me, that's the logical progression for AEW to take. Can they, if they do decide to take the title off him, can they, and, and maybe rate it, what if ratings dip and, and they they start doing what WWE's been doing in the ratings. When when they fall, they they shake things up. If AEW takes the title off Jericho and numbers fall, do they put it back on him to try and write that? They think that's a mistake. So that'll be interesting to see if uh, that comes out uh, at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I just think it's too early to take it off him. I think it's been built well. The feud's been built well. It's been long, a long build since December. So. Um, 
you know, the middle of December uh, is when Jericho offered an uh, inner circle spot to, I was about to say Dean Ambrose, uh, to mm-hmm. John Moxley. But so, yeah, it's been built well and uh, wouldn't be surprised if Moxley won, but Jericho is my pick for this weekend. So I was just looking through the ages of the <clears throat> we'll talk about Jericho. Of all like the major world champions out there, and, and I'm, I included even like AAA in this. I got to look up Tessa Blanchard's age. Uh, 24. Okay. So between Raw, SmackDown, I didn't include NXT. That, I mean, that, that may not be a world championship. NXT, I didn't include NXT, I should say. Raw, SmackDown, AEW, <clears throat> Ring of Honor, New Japan, and even like AAA and Impact. So the youngest champion is 24. That's Tessa Blanchard. If you take out Tessa Blanchard, the youngest champion among those promotions between New Japan, AAA, Ring of Honor, WWE's two champions, and AEW is 36 years old. Damn. That's Kenny Omega, who's the AAA Mega Champion. Tetsuya Naito, it's IWGP Heavyweight Champion. He's 37. Right? So, (laughs) you go from 37, which, I mean, look, in other sports, that's like, man, you are a grizzled, grizzled, grizzled vet. In wrestling... You're like hitting, you're in your prime, probably hitting the tail end of it, just starting to hit it, because you can hit your prime in like your 30s in wrestling. I understand things a little bit later in wrestling, but 50s is totally different. Yeah. Uh, 37 is a good age to be at the top of your game in pro wrestling. But then you go to Brock, 42 years old. Then you go to Jericho, 49 years old. Then you go to PCO, Ring of Honor. 52 years old. Goldberg, 53 years old. <laughs> I didn't even include Magnus. Yeah, NWA champ. Oh, not Magnus. Nick Aldis. I, 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 knew, I knew what you meant. Magnus is TNA name. Nick Aldis. He's only 33. He's like a, he's like a yeah, spring even, chicken uh, compared to PCO and... <laughs> Jericho and all those other guys. And if you go before Tessa Blanchard and Impact, Sammy Callahan was 32. So those are the last two Impact World Champions. You see what NWA did. Tim Storm was like 50-something years old. He didn't win. He was (laughs) NWA champion before. Although, okay. He's the oldest of them all. He's 56. If you're talking one-on-one singles, yes. But the Rock and Roll Express won the damn tag titles. Like, what the hell, man? Come but on. that's not that's totally. I'll, I'll forgive him for tag teams. I'll forgive <laughs> tag him for tag teams. Does not matter. I, I'll forgive you for that. I, I would rather not. But at least there's that initial nostalgia. Now it'd be different if the, if Rock and Roll Express have won it, win it three or four more times in the yeah. next couple years. Like that would be ridiculous. Like <laughs> one time just for nostalgia's sake. Okay. <sighs> But not like beating the daylights out of your top tag teams, young, you know, fresh faces who are in your tag team division. Uh, speaking of tag teams, how about the AEW Tag Team Championships between Kenny Omega, the AAA champion, 
him and Adam Page defending against the Young Bucks, the Bucks of Youth, as Matt Hardy called them once upon a time. Uh, who might, you know, who knows, might show up in AEW at some point. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but who do you got here? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think AEW has been kind of building this Hangman and Kenny Omega storyline a bit differently than, than usual, as we would see normally in wrestling. So I'll go with them retaining the tag Ooh. titles. I don't, I don't see the Young Bucks winning them just yet. I, agree. I feel I feel like there's more story to play out here as their champions. I agree. I'm going Young, uh, not Young Bucks, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. How about Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara? I gotta go Darby Allen, man. He needs a win. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Darby man. Allen too. I think Sammy Bar- Guevara lost and and yeah, easily rebound from it. He's a he's like a perfect member of that uh, stable with Jericho. Like he he's like a young Jericho. It's great. He, as soon as you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. But so that's why really he can probably get more losses than anyone right. in that stable. Because right he, he shows up the next night, and you still hate him. Yeah. Like yep. he has a, like a very hateable face. And nothing <laughs> like him personally. Just it's a good yeah. thing. He can be it a is, heel. Yep. Like, he can make a lot of money yep. just being a hateable looking guy. Like my, I was watching AEW the other night, and my girlfriend saw him. And was like, I, I just hate it. I, I just don't like him. Like, he looks like everything wrong with society. I was like, he, he, he's he's a good, he's talented though. Like, she immediately hated him as soon as she saw him on the screen. Um, so yeah, good for Sammy Guevara. He has that look, and he can make some money doing that. Uh, women's Championship: uh, Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, because she just won the title. Uh, so yeah, I don't see why that would change hands right now. Uh, and uh, finally, at least the ones that are listed here on AEW's website, uh, they don't have like the buy-in matches listed. Um, if there is a buy-in uh, pre-show, uh, this is. Uh, did I miss something? Why is Orange Cassidy going against Pac <laughs> or Pac? Uh, they had like a dust up on Dynamite after the Iron Man match. Like, I think oh Pac, yeah, Pac just yeah, got yeah, interviewed. Yeah. Orange Cassidy comes out, and I think they just. Beat him up or something. I was like flipping channels and yeah. like that, so I didn't yeah. see that. But I heard, yeah, I do remember hearing about that. Okay. Uh, it's a pay per view match. Now, look, it's the story is that these are very contrasting styles and people because Pac is very intense, very, I'm brooding. Arnold Cassidy is the laziest Chill. wrestler of all time. Like, <laughs> And that's his gimmick. Uh, so that contrast right off top is it's going to be kind of funny to see. Uh, but I think there's going to be a point in this match that's going to make the crowd go crazy when Orange Cassidy eventually turns it up to not really like intensity, but he starts really moving around. Instead of doing the little soft kicks, he actually does moves. I think Orange Cassidy loses. I think Pac wins. But Cassidy, when he starts doing stuff, he doesn't have to do much to get the crowd to go crazy, which is a pretty sweet gig when you think about it. Like, yeah. you don't do a whole lot and people go crazy, which is like kind of the point of wrestling. Don't do a bunch. Do the <laughs> most, get the most out of the least. Uh, or whatever you do, get the most out of it, I should say. Uh, but he starts moving around the ring at a, like a normal pace. People lose their minds. It's like he does, he just runs the ropes and people go like, what? <laughs> so uh that's gonna be that should be fun to watch as far as 
like I said, when he does stuff, people are going crazy. But I think Pack picks up the win at the end of the day. Yeah, I think so too. Well, there you go. A hey, normal, sensible, that... logical wrestling promotion would have a normal, sensible, logical pay per view this coming Saturday. That's not going to run for four hours. That's that's and, the all only thing that's on the site. That's on. That's all I see. Yeah, I can look it up on like Wikipedia. We, we got so Cody and MJF, baby. Oh wow! Did I it's miss that? Wait a second. <laughs> Maybe I missed that. Maybe I. That totally. See, I go to and Wikipedia. Wikipedia probably has it listed. No, you, you, no, you probably, you probably have. No, that's all that's listed here, man. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait a second. Oh, I see on this site. I completely, I don't know why I completely forgot about that. We spent the whole damn show last week talking about how good Cody Rhodes was, <laughs> and I can't remember that the match that they're oh, gonna have is gonna happen. I'm here. Webs- all right, they need to hire a wet- about Cody, about Orange Cassidy and Neville, and, and not Neville. Jeez, Pack. <laughs> and you got probably the biggest match in the show is yeah is uh whatchamacallit MJF versus Cody. So we just went over what? And there's eight, and there's Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. What the hell? There's eight matches on Wikipedia. That's why I, I gotta go Wikipedia Vaughn when when we're I guess, man. That's matches. all there's on their site. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nyla Rose and Chris Statlander for the yeah. men's championship. And then the uh, just tag team match on the pre show. Yeah. So Cal and uh Versus the Dark Order, which is still a thing, but I'm silly, man. Yeah. All right, this, uh, MJF and Cody Rhodes. Who you got? Yeah, here, here's the thing. You know, do they do they extend this storyline? Because can you really end it here when it just started in November? Was, was it November or was it August? I don't even remember. What, either November or August, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of their last pay-per-view because it happened at a pay-per-view, right? It didn't happen at a Dynamite. Did yeah, it? I believe it happened. I guess it happened at the Cody full, versus Jericho. Yeah. I don't. Full year. Yeah, um, that makes sense. You know what? Yeah, because it wasn't the last match on the card, and everyone was. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't. I, they've done some really good stuff. What? Is there much more they could do before we start feeling like kind of exhausted from the story? I don't know. They would have to be really delicate with how they go about this if they want to extend it. I think something happens that causes Cody to lose just because he went through three things to get to this point and just to win. Just yeah, sure, it seems nice and all, but AEW likes being unique and stuff. So I could see MJF kind of having like a backup plan and getting the win over Cody and just make him kind of like a better heel. And Cody eventually will get like a win against him, maybe in a stipulation match down the road. But uh, for the, here, just a one-on-one, I think MJF gets the win. I wholeheartedly agree, and I think that MJF has to get the win because I'm using a logic that WWE should be using when it comes to the right. you know new, fresher faces and older you know guys from another generation. Even though Cody isn't like super old, and he's still Growing his, you know, name brand to a wider audience, yeah. you know, but MJF is didn't have what Cody Rhodes had, and that was years of WWE television exposure, which I'm sure helped Cody. You know, it had to benefit Cody in some way, and of course he's Dusty Rhodes, you know, youngest son, so that has to benefit him as well. Whereas MJF is, you know, 
October. So how many months ago was October now? Like four or five? That's how long MJF has been on national TV, essentially. So since AEW started up, you know, Dynamite started up in October. So he is a newer face to, to this wider audience. And he is a massive heel who you can dump more heat on him by having him beat Cody here. Uh, I think Cody can bounce back. I think MJF, who is taking punishment, like more punishment than he probably should have, especially in that cage match where he got beat up by Arn Anderson and thrown yeah. in the crowd and all that. Yeah. Talk uh, about old legends that, yeah. Right, but you know that's he, you know. Whatever. Eh, no, no, okay. well, let's keep the same he energy with that crap. No, he wouldn't beat him let, in a match. Not get, let's he, not give Arn Anderson a no. pass here. I'm gonna give him a pass because that wasn't a match. That was like a different like circumstance. He's not the world champion. He's not the world champion. Right. Anderson is a coach. If he's in WWE and he's still in good shape, he'd be the champ. <laughs> Two different things. Arn Anderson versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. Right. The Enforcer versus the Streak. Arn's Revenge. Right. <laughs> he ain't taking my spot. <laughs> my spot. <laughs> Ain't no crap. I'm taking it back. They bring in Kevin Nash just randomly, and they're like, "Wait, no, <laughs> Kurt. Well, can't bring Kurt Henning back, but maybe maybe involve his son somehow. Wow. Uh, that's something WWE would do, man. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to put myself in in their train of thought, and that was a big mistake. I will never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but back on track here, <laughs> MJF. Has I think should win this match. By hook or by crook, he yeah. should win this match. Um, and I guess we talk about Dustin Rose and Jake Hager. Jake hey, Hager, Hager's, right? yeah, it's his first match, right? So he has to win. Should right? win, yeah. Yeah. Now this is WWE. Dustin Rose will be beating the hell out of Jake Hager. <laughs> this is gold dust. Yeah. Gotta win. No, no, no. Let the younger, even though Jake Hager is probably almost like over 30 as well, but he is uh, he's born in 82, yeah, so, so he's, he's 30, almost 40. He's 37. Yeah, he's almost 40. He's gonna be 38 in March. So he's not a young young guy, but he's younger <laughs> than Dustin Rhodes and less famous than Dustin Rhodes, who you know, the natural. Come on, he's the man that's natural. War Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rose is the guy, kind of in the same vein as Cody, where he doesn't need the win. But no, he, he get, needs it even match. less. Yeah, he needs it even less than Cody, because Cody, you can yeah. put him in a world championship situation. He's been there pretty much, the, arguably the best guy as far as from a storyline standpoint uh, since Dynamite has been on TV, or since AEW started, honestly. And yeah, Cody, like I said, he's still got more to do. Or Dustin, I mean. He could be a world champion one day, I guess. That's the only thing really left he hasn't done. But, like, really, he's he's done everything else besides winning a world championship. So he's set and good to go. And, you know, he doesn't really need the rub, so to speak. Uh, so, yeah, I will go with Jake Hager on that one. Uh, I guess we can talk about the pre-show match. And this is interesting because we got SoCal Uncensored SEU, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky going against... The Dark Order, and it looks like the Exalted One is not far off. Like he's he's right around the corner. He or she could be a she. Uh, I want you guess here. Who do you think is the Exalted One? Christopher Daniels. That seems like a uh, 
That seems like a to to uh No, I think well, that's a sound uh, prediction because he's not even technically this according to Wikipedia he's not technically in the match yeah. so he can run some interference on the outside if you got him he, he could go back to his fallen angel type yeah. stuff I was a big fan of that character <laughs> now would that really set the world on fire hell no <laughs> I think people would be more apt to give the Dark Order a chance if that were to happen that's kind of why I think they could go that I route. Yes, but just for argument's sake, if it's broken Matt Hardy, people mm-hmm. will be over the moon about the Dark Order. That would be, I think, the perfect choice. But it, it can't be if it's Christopher Daniels. No, I'm saying I'm not even thinking Matt Hardy's going to AEW. I'm not even that train of thought because it would be so surprising to me to see him on AEW TV just because, I mean, we talk about these stars, and yes, Matt Hardy, it's a guy's character, but he's older. Do you give him a prime spot and all this stuff where, you know, in this situation, I think it would be perfect. Christopher I don't think Daniels it's perfect for him. Too. I, don't, I don't think it, like Matt Hardy debuting and taking out John Moxley would be like as good as people might, other people might think. Matt Hardy is like the exalted one would be better than Matt Hardy attacking a new champion or something like that. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, it's what it is. Also, I've also heard Raven thrown around as yeah, I'm, essentially as the exalted one. I'm out on him. I don't, I don't <laughs> need, I mean, he's. I liked him in WCW more than ECW, actually. Oh, uh, wow. That's a controversial take right there. I mean, like... You go back to a lot of that ECW stuff, and you're kind of like, eh. Pipe and hot take from you right there. ECW Raven is like revered. It's like he was, he was great in that promotion. Like he was, he was probably the the best form of character of Raven in ECW. I enjoyed him more in WCW. Wow. Yeah. You just said that to the public. I did. Just so you know. I mean, I could edit this out. Just for liking something in ECW, just for liking something in WCW more than ECW, <laughs> people are gonna flame you for it, regardless yeah. of what it is. Because from, you can't say you can't say anything the, wrong about ECW. True. You can't really say anything good about WCW sometimes too. <laughs> and we're in Philly, uh, so damn, they'll be at my front door. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, that's that's a hot I just don't want. I don't need Raven to do anything like what. No, I've seen it. I, I whatever. What I haven't seen is in a while is Christopher Daniels kind of, and it, it would be cool to see him feud with Frankie and Scorpio Sky just to kind of see that dynamic play out. But if it's Matt Hardy, that would be just as awesome. No, it actually would be more awesome. But would they? Would he debut on a pre-show? <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a good point. Probably, is... probably would wait till TNT. I would think. Technically. Uh yeah, the the kickoff show or the the, the buy-in. So yeah, yes. I would wait to TNT. I wouldn't do it on a kickoff show unless <clears throat> your logic is that if you do something big on the buy-in, you are trying, you're hoping to That's true. get more, garner more interest for the pay-per-view itself. Which I don't See, know. Like all he... these different legit logic stuffs makes sense though. So if one person's like, oh, why would you do that? Just wait till TNT makes more sense. But what you said makes sense too. If you do it on the pre-show, you might get people that buy the pay-per-view because they're like, shit, Matt Hardy, what else is gonna happen? 
That's and that's fair. If it's like a Matt Hardy, maybe, but if it's Christopher right. Daniels, you're like, is that really gonna like, make you shell out fifty dollars all of a sudden? <laughs> like, really? Like, think about it. Like, is that gonna be the thing? Because they unveiled this guy. Is that gonna be like, yo, I get, where's my wallet? Let me get this fifty dollars right quick. <laughs> Give him my card numbers. Let me order this right now. Like, I don't know. Maybe if it's Matt Hardy, but that would be the logic. Like, it's like you know, you do this massive thing on the kickoff show, on the pre-show. Maybe that entice some people to, and everyone would love it because it's AEW. WWE did that on a pre-show. Oh, <laughs> what are they doing? You doing on the main card? Blah. Look, AEW is perfect. WWE is far from it. Yep. So, that's how that goes. But <laughs> we had a pretty perfect show tonight. We did, in my unbiased opinion. But it is time to wrap said perfect show up. So Nick, take us out with some plugs. You can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Straight Shooters. And follow me on Twitter at Nick Pacone and on PhillyInfluencer.com. You can listen to this podcast on both PhillyInfluencer.com, PhillyVoice.com. And I already paid for the AEW pay-per-view, so I am ready. There you go. How much was that pay-per-view for you? 49 99. Mm. Good thing they only do them a couple times a year because that'd be That's a right. lot of money every month. Yeah. WWE, WWE goes that route. I'm not paying that for that. Right. <laughs> no, we're not going back to paying monthly $60 for a pay per view WWE. Y'all better know this now. Y'all better mm. do it for like a couple shows a year. T- we're telling y'all right now. Don't do it every month. We're not paying $60 for Backlash no more. <laughs> not paying $60 for a Super Showdown. We're not doing it. We're not doing it for No Mercy. It did, did they even have No Mercy anymore? No. <clears throat> no. Just to, brought it back that one year. Let me see what WWE's pay-per-views were. I think the last No Mercy was when they did Cena and Reigns. Right. Once we did that, to... we can't do it no more. I don't even know what they did last year. What that's, a, that's great. I don't remember what the pay-per-views were in 2019. Crown Jewel they had in, on Halloween. They had Fastlane. And... We, they had Money yeah. in the Bank. They had Stomp. I'm not paying $60 for Stomp. Yeah, that was a great pay-per-view, though. It's the worst pay-per-view name <laughs> going right now. I'm not paying $60 for Clash of Champions. Not doing it. Not doing it for TLC. Not do- can't do it. Can't win with them. All right? Not doing it for... They only have like a couple listed for the whole year. Like, what are the... What's the show in September? Like... <laughs> I'm looking at Wikipedia again, your Clash favorite website. I don't see anything after August, after SummerSlam. Wasn't that Clash of Champions, though? I'm looking on this website right now, right? On this Wikipedia website that you told me is so great. It is. It's, it is. Extreme Rules is in July. And NXT and SummerSlam. That was in Philly. That was Boston. in Philly. I'm talking about 2020. Uh, Not 2019. Oh. I'm looking. I'm looking ahead this year to see what pay-per-views are using this year. They probably. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But either way, not paying for that. I guess they have nothing uh, scheduled. <clears throat> like like no arena scheduled. Doesn't look like it. Because I think they wait for the arena to be scheduled before they add it to Wikipedia instead of maybe adding it and then. Well, they could always put TBD. At well, the maybe. Beginning. They're never doing a pay-per-view ever again. Hey, that would work. Maybe SummerSlam 2020 is going to be the final WWE pay-per-view of all time. TV would be more important. It's just everything happens on Raw and SmackDown. 
and that's it. <laughs> that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Also, I'm at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. If you can't find me there, you can find me out here in these streets, as usual. It was kind of cold and windy today. I didn't like that, so I didn't like being out in the streets today. But another day, I'll be out there. Also, remember to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio. Subscribe to some exclusive content. Don't forget shootersradio.com. You can find all 227 prior episodes of our Straight Shooters podcast. All the free ones are on there, shootersradio.com. Uh, you can check us out on all those podcast platforms that I mentioned earlier. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us. But in the meantime, for Nick McCone, I'm Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to episode 228 of the Straight Shooters. And we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.